I want you to talk to Jesus because the Son of God is here. I want you to, to talk to God about the thing that's on your heart, the thing that you want to see him do for you. At this moment, someone begin to talk to Jesus. Somebody pray, please. Please talk to the Lord. I tell you he's here. I can tell you the Lord is here. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. You know why you came here? You know why you're here? Talk to the Lord. Someone pray. Talk to Jesus. Come on, somebody talk to Jesus. Now, there's somebody who knew you. There's somebody who knew you before you were born. There's somebody who knew you before you were placed in your mother's womb. Now, that same person whose name is Jesus is the one who is telling you, he says, do not worry, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then he says, and all the things you're worried about, all the things you're worried about will be added unto you. Now, the Lord gave us a more effective way to seek the Lord. Now, I want to be frank with you. Did you realize, or have you realized, or if you haven't realized, you'll realize now, that when you choose to look for everything else except Jesus Christ, Everything of yours always comes down crashing. It's only a matter of time. Because you cannot reverse scripture. For as long as you're a believer, for as long as you're born again, I have to be very frank with you. If you're born again, you have a responsibility that you must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's a reason why we as believers... We sit back. By the way, this law is not bound to non-believers. It's not for them. <coughs> That's why non-believers can chase after right after riches and they get them, Johnny. They get them. But a believer cannot chase after riches and get them. Because you're supposed to chase Christ. Then the riches are meant to be an addition. It says, you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, God does not want you to seek for additions, but God wants you to seek for him. You seek him first. But what is seeking God first? That's why we read Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you. In other words, God, because he made you, he formed you in your mother's womb. There's an, there's an assignment for you. There is a purpose for you. There's a responsibility for you. you. God did not make you so that you can consume space. He didn't make you for that. God made you for himself so that you can be a representation of Jesus Christ so you can be a blessing to somebody else. So I want to ask you a question. Have you been a blessing to somebody else this past week? Or you're a blessing to yourself. 
Who did you bless this week that passed? Whose life did you speak into? Did you extend a cup of water for somebody? Did you share a, cup, a, a loaf of bread with somebody we didn't have? Did you do that? You think that God made you so that you can be a tourist? No. But we are supposed to be extensions of Jesus Christ, to be a blessing to his body, to be a blessing to the church, to be a blessing to brethren, to be a blessing. Did you share the word of God with somebody who needs it? Did you share the message of hope, a message of love? Did you encourage somebody? Did you pray for somebody? Did you do that this week? Then consider your week in vain. Because it says seek first. But what does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? It means that every one of us, every one of us must first of all run after the will of God. And what is God's will? God's will is that no one should perish. That's God's will. God's will is that no single person should perish. That everybody should be able to come to Christ. That's God's will. So for you to seek first the kingdom of God, it means press the pause button. On everything you're doing, however noble your plans may be, put a pause button and seek the Lord. Find out, is this what the Lord wants you to do? Seek first the kingdom of God. But how will you know what God wants you to do if you're not spending time in his presence? How will you know what the Lord expects of you? How shall you know what Jesus wants to say to you today? How will you know? Do you know how many people are missing to be blessed because you chose not to obey the Lord? Do you know how somebody missed a blessing because of you? I was so busy doing PR, running around with advertising. I I enjoyed it. If I didn't accept that call, I would never have met you. I would never have spoken into your lives. And countless people, I would never have. It takes grace to walk away from a career a beautiful career, and to say, now I am going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But now if God asks me to choose between doing communication and serving Jesus Christ, I will choose the Lord a billion times over. So what is God's will for your life, for instance? You will not have peace until you are walking in God's will for you. You just won't have peace. I will tell you this today. You can make the money. You can travel the world. You can marry the most handsome man on earth. You can marry the most beautiful woman on earth. You can manufacture babies, twins if you want. You can buy the largest property on earth. You can build your house by the lake. You can put your feet in the water. You can build a tree house. You can own the whole world. You can build the most luxurious hotels. You can build a house and your only, your whole bedroom is equivalent to my entire house here. You can build, you can drive a truck instead of driving a small car. You can choose to drive a trailer to work. You can buy your son a train if you want. You can buy 10 planes if you want, who cares? But I want you to know, child of God, you will not know peace until you walk in the call of God, until you walk in the will of God. You will never know peace. You can have everything. Do you have any idea how many people have got so much money that it is under their bed and they cannot sleep? They buy chicken for everybody else, but they cannot test it because it is testless to them, because they cannot sleep. They've got no peace. There is nothing that in this world you can ever do that is equivalent to God's plan. God's plan for you. Because God designed you for a purpose. So when he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the Lord is simply saying, come to me 
Discover what I made you for because you can only not lack if you are walking in God's will for your life. When I was commissioned the disciples, he said to them, he said, go. He said, don't take Matthew 10. He said, do not take a pass. Don't take anything. Don't even take a, he said nothing. He said, you go, wherever you go, that's where you'll eat. What they give you to eat, you eat that. He didn't send them out with money. He forbid them from carrying money. Why? Because their provision was exactly in their call. Their provision was them working according to the will of God. If the will of God for your life is that you're going to be a school cook and your job is to make meals for God's little children, I can tell you, your blessings are there. Make meals, do not do anything else, just make meals. That is you seeking fast the kingdom of God. It means you knowing and identifying what God in heaven wants of you and you don't move to it to the left or to the right. You just stick to that. And And let me tell you the thing about the will of God is that it will never look pleasant. It will never look admirable. It will never look the part, you, you, you know, eh? It will never be, but the peace that God gives you, you cannot quantify it. You can never quantify the peace that heaven gives you. You can't. You can't. Let me tell you, I don't care if I eat beans from January to January. But because I'm walking in the wills of God, for me and my household, those beans is equivalent to tons of meat. To us, the beans are meat. You know why? Because I'm walking in the will of God. Now you, you can slaughter a turkey from Monday to Monday. But if you're not in the will of God, even that turkey, you leave it in the oven. You will leave it in the oven. Seek first the kingdom. There is a God who made you. Jesus Christ knows your whole life. Now, the reason why you're frustrated currently, it's because you've got no idea what heaven expects of you. You have no idea. You have no idea. But if you know what heaven expects of you, you begin to key into the unlimited resources because God cannot send you and doesn't equip you. It's impossible. God cannot send you and does not give you a message for the people. It's impossible. It's what Paul meant. He said, but how can they preach except if they be sent? You cannot preach until God has sent you. It's impossible. You will have no message. But for you, it's an assignment for you from heaven. It is what God is saying, but seek first the kingdom of God. Because if you are walking in what God has purposed you to do, the grace of God will be sufficient for you. His hand will rest upon you. Let me tell you, that's what David meant. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he says, I know your hand is with me. God's hand can only rest upon you when you are walking according to the divine purpose. I want you to know that today, if you are in a plane and other the plane crashes and God is the one who told you to get on that plane, I can tell you, you'll float in the air. That plane will crash, but it will not touch you, I will tell you that. If, it is an, if it's a ship, I will tell you, yes, yes, the ship may go down, but somehow you will make it through. Amen. Buildings may catch fire, but somehow you will walk out of it. Because when you are walking and living your life entirely for God, what, it, what does it mean to live a life of God? entirely for God. It is because you have sought him and you know what he wants you to do. That means you're confident 
That in everything that you do, heaven is with you. Heaven is with you. So when the Lord says, seek first, and says, but why are you worried about these things? Why are you worried about these things? You're worried about them because you are not in the place that heaven has purposed for you where your provision is meant to be. But if you are in the place where heaven has purposed for you to be, let me tell you, when have you ever found a fish struggling to swim? When have you ever found a bird struggling to fly? But if a bird decided to walk from here to Entuntinda, you'll find it fainted down there by the roadside because it is doing what God never told it to do. Now, if, if, the, if God's creation does not break with God's divine laws, why should we be so rebellious to the will of God? I have yet to see a lion eating bean. I have not even seen a lion eat a mango, not even in the cartoon movies. Now, you imagine. The, the, this, the animal kingdom understands divine principle. They understand divine principle, but we don't understand divine principle. Animals don't even bathe. Do they bathe? I've never seen them bothered about soap, about a deal, a spray, about fixing their hair. Do you know why? Because they are in the right place at the right time. One person would think, oh, but how can God allow lions to be eating other animals? But the lion is only following instruction. Yeah, because if it doesn't kill something, it will not eat. The giraffe, God never made it to eat grass down. If it puts its head down, a snake bites it, it's not God's problem. The giraffe was made to eat things which are on top of trees. It's called divine principle. It's called divine principle. When you seek the kingdom of God, it is, it is impossible for you to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. It will never happen. And now, let me take this a little bit further. When the Lord says, seek first, that husband of yours had better be from the Lord. That wife of yours had better be from the Lord. Because if it's not from the Lord, you'll make babies who are never in the will of God. Then they become a problem for you. You think I'm joking? I'll give you an example. The Lord promised Abraham a child. He said, I will give you a son. His wife comes up with the idea, says, you know what? You know, Mzee, you are old now. Hmm? You are God promised us a child. You are 75, I was 65. Now look at you. Hmm? Just look at you. Now you're here, you're 85. Hmm? You're 85, me now, I'm your former age mate, 75. We don't have no child. Says, but I have here my maid. You look at her. If you can only, eh, we will get a son. He will be my what? My son. Abraham says, hey, only that. It's okay. After all, it is your maid. No problem, no problem, no problem. He said, it's okay. After all, it, are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm serious. It's okay. And the Lord says, I promised you what? A son. I will keep my word to you. You and this man, that's up to you. But for me, I'll keep my word to you. Are you seeing? So there's a, an illegal baby, and there's a baby of the what? Of the promise. Abraham, when he's 199, the Lord visits and says that by this time next year, your wife Sarah will be with child. And indeed, at 100, he's 100, the woman is 90, and guess what? Isaac comes. But let me show you on whose side God is. Now, there's a way this woman, the mother of Ishmael, was behaving. 
toward Sarah. You know, because this Ishmael was now considered to be the firstborn. In the eyes of God, he was not a firstborn. In the eyes of God, he was just another kid. And he was there walking around. Hey, my baby, my baby is the firstborn. Sarah went to the man and said, why is this girl of yours mocking me? Is it because she has a son who is the firstborn? Then she says, anyway, for me, I want you to chase this woman and her baby. Can you believe? Now, let me show you the Lord. And don't think God is wicked. He is not. Far be it from God to do, do unrighteousness. And then when the Lord came to Abraham and said, but Sarah is right. You need to chase Ishmael and the mother. Can you believe that? The Lord agreed. The Lord agreed with Sarah that Ishmael must be evicted. And the Lord said, but I'll be with him. Don't worry. I'll be with him. I'll bless him. But he must go. God will only side with that which is his. I'm going to kick out Ishmael from there. They kick him out with his mother and off they go where? To the wilderness. I'm, I'm just showing you that if, if you will stick to the will of God, God will only protect that which is within his will. The other things, it's okay, they can be around, but what's God's will? What's seek first the kingdom of God? I know we're here worried about jobs, oh, Suji, oh, oh, if only I could get a job. And my, but does God want you to get a job? If God wants you to get a job, I will speak into your life today and you'll get a job tomorrow by midday. But if God doesn't want you to get a job, what are you doing trying to find a job? They will fire you. You see, yeah? you get a job today and everybody is accusing you. Everybody is stepping on you. Even when you are smart, the boss comes and says, you mean that's a shoe you could put on of all things? And it is your best shoe ever. It is sharp, sharpie. But because you're in the wrong thing, everybody will pick on you. I'm telling you, everybody will pick on you. But when the Lord says, seek first, the Lord is saying, no, 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 no. But why are you worried about things which I should be taking care of? If God has promised you and it has come from his mouth and you know it's God's will for you, stake your life on it. Stake your whole life on it. You must stake your life on what you believe, by the way. You must learn to stake your whole life, your whole integrity and everything on what you believe. Do you know what it meant for me to walk away from the corporate world and to begin to pray? the gospel of Jesus? I don't think you understand. Do you know what the people said out there? They said, ah, he has gone in to make money. You know these pastors, the way they make money, this is going to make money. These pastors are too much. Now even Mark has gone to be a pastor. So this is what I did. I switched off my phones for two years. The telephone numbers that everybody knew. I said, Lord, I want to preach the gospel without anyone telling me, I heard that you're not a pastor. You know the things of I heard. Is it true? Eh, yeah. So I said, no, I am going to cut myself off from everybody. Let me follow the Lord. And let me tell you, if there's a decision I ever made, if there ever be a decision that I ever made, it is accepting the call of God. Because I, I'll, I'll be very frank with you, is that if it is making money, I made it. If it's doing whatever, I did it. But you know how you wake up in the morning and you go to work and you know something is missing. You drive to office, but you know in your heart that there's something that's not right. And every at the end of the month, everybody's saying, oh yeah, you guys did well. But you see in your spirit, there's something that's not adding up. But the day I began to preach the gospel to one or two people just telling them about Jesus Christ, the peace I had, I was like a tacky. I felt such peace. Peace I had never felt before. Peace that I cannot quantify. So I understood when the Lord said, seek first the kingdom of God. So for me, if, if I ever have a need, no, I don't look for God because of the need. I intensify my time in the presence of God. That's what I do. I, I, I go further in his presence. There is a place where God sits, guys. There's a place for miracles. There's a place where God asks you, what do you want me to do for you? There's a place. There's a place. You know how you're worried about small, small things in the eyes of God? You have no idea. 
that your peace is in you seeking fast the kingdom of God. That's where your peace is. That's where your joy is. So if you've been looking for joy, you won't find it anything, anywhere else. And by the way, don't get married because you're thinking you're going to find joy there. It is no joy there. There's only joy if you walk in to the right person that God has purpose for you. God has a book in heaven. You're here fooling around, but God has a book. And in that book, God has written. That's why I asked you, were you involved in your, in your manufacturing? No. But in heaven, God has a book. In that book of his, your father's name and your mother's name are there. And they, God, the Lord knows that these two will bring forth this child. Okay? Now, the same way the Lord knew how you were coming, the Lord also knows that these two, when they get meet and get married, okay, they're going to get these children and these children and these children. Now, the Lord knows my great, 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 great grandchildren. He knows them by name. I don't even know them. That's how everything is carefully planned out. So, why don't you seek first? And I know you're going to ask me, but how do I know? How do I seek the kingdom of God? That's very easy. How much time do you spend reading the Bible? If you're really desperate to know His will for your life, then I think you should read the Bible desperately. And spend more time in His presence on your knees waiting for Him. Because I, I want you to know that there's a place the Lord sits. And, and I pray that I'm, I'm able to take you there. There's a place the Lord sits where everything is possible. Everything. There's not a single person that God designed whose destiny is small. In heaven, there are no small destinies. But it is our unwillingness to seek first the kingdom of God that makes those destinies to be aborted. But God never. You are created in the image of the Lord. The Lord made you for himself. He assigned you a specific purpose. And when you begin to walk in that which he has purpose for you, then you will see miracles, you will experience glory, you will experience his presence like you've never before. Like you've never before. I don't struggle to pray for anybody to get healed. You all know that. It's unacceptable. I don't struggle to prophesy into your lives. It's a, I don't do that. I don't. Why? Because it's what God has called me to do. Now, you see, you can't attempt it, even if you've got faith that moves the mountain, because it's not your call. Do you see? There are people that God has called, and they are supposed to be. God looks at them. Did you know that even when God gave Moses the instructions for the construction of the tabernacle, there are specific people that God told Moses that have appointed so and so and so, and they are supposed to make A, B, C, D. They were appointed by the Lord. And the Lord says, I've put upon them the spirit of wisdom and knowledge. And they're supposed to make all the things that are supposed to be in the tabernacle. They are appointed. They are appointed. Now, why do you want to be an LC1 when God does not see you as one? Why do you want to be a member of parliament and heaven does not see you as one? Why? That's the reason why we're looking for bread and you can't find it. It's the reason you're trying to get to go high and you can't go. Why? Because you're trying to operate according to against God's divine purpose for you. It's like finding a, a lion with a hole. How can a lion say, you know what, I'm done hunting. Let me go and grow beans. It's way easier for me. If God has called you and you are supposed to be in the, in the hotel business, huh? it doesn't matter whether you don't have seats. At least they will sit on the floor and eat your morocone. Even if on that day you cook on the morocone. Even this one, I'm calling Vahima women here. They will come and sit on the floor and eat a morocone. Now you look at them. If that is the grace, because what God has 
called you to do, the grace for it is abundant. And, and, and you know, this is how you know what the Lord has called you to do. It happened naturally. There's no struggle in it. Now, you see, I know you may want something fancy, but God doesn't work with fancy. God works with his will because his will is fancy enough. So you may, you may be thinking, well, I need to get myself a job, you know, so I can wear a suit. Then you want, you want to walk around like a tacky. Yeah, you may want that. But God doesn't see you like that. He has a plan. He has a purpose. How about you discover? How about you seek first the kingdom? Do you know that when you seek the kingdom of God, everything in your life begins to fall in place one at a time? Then God begins to order your footsteps one step at a time. Have you ever found a person walking in the will of God? They may not have money, but the joy they have on their face. You with your million dollars, you cannot purchase it. You will find them in the village and he's walking and he's extremely peaceful. Now for you, with your million dollars in the boot, you're wondering what to do with it. You come to us who know the will of God. We will show you how to buy church land. You come to us. Yeah, come to us with your million dollars. We will show you. You see what I mean? Have you ever tried to do things and you failed? Hmm? Have you? Do you know how painful it is to fail? Do you know how frustrating it is to fail? Huh? Do you know what it means to be denied a visa? Huh? And you wanted to go so bad. And then they said, I am sorry. And the people who say sorry, they are always very nice. I'm, I'm really sorry. There's nothing I can do for you. Now you see, because she's nice, you stop being angry. Then you say, really? Then now you also want to corner them because you think they are nice. Are you sure there's nothing? So you change how you talk to them because you're thinking that somehow they will change their minds. Because by the way, the guys normally will give you visa and they've given it. They have no reason to be nice to you. They'll just say, come back on Friday. Only that. But this one says, excuse me, do you have a moment? And I'm, I'm sorry, but... Then you want to strangle them from that car box. Pick them, strangle them, and step on them. But you see, if God wants you there, the doors will open, they'll give you a visa you didn't ask. You know, that's exactly what the Lord told the Israelites. He said, I'm sending you to the land of Canaan, okay? You're going to sleep in cities you did not build. You eat grapes from vineyards you did not plant. Okay? Can you imagine that? This is what the Lord talks about in his word. It is because they were going, do you know that those guys, as long as they were walking in the will of God, no army on earth could defeat them. They were protected. They followed the cloud. They were protected. They were provided for. Have you imagined how God provided for three million people? I keep using this example. They had no jobs. Three million for how many years? 40 years, you're here killing yourself. Oh, I must find a job. But these guys were 3 million. They were 3 million. 3 million. They had no job. None of them went to the garden. They were not even grazing. But they would wake up in the morning. They go and collect the manna. They eat. They play duru, matatu, all those games, chase, mueso. They play in the evening. Are you seeing? Complain. Make babies. Go in the morning again and gather the manna. God took care of them for 40 years. Can you believe it? Do you know what it means to be unemployed but taken care of and rich? Because they had silver and gold. Just imagine. And for 40 years, God is taking care of 3 million people. Now, how many are you in your family? You keep crying to God, Oh Lord, my family, my family. Your family? What do you mean your family? But the Lord gave it to you. And you're saying, Lord, Lord, you are... You read about food. God can actually give you a cow per day for the rest of your life. Do you know God can do that? A cow per day. And how many are you? Five. Think about God in that light. If he could feed three million Jews, what about your family of five? Let's be honest. What about your family of five? You think God is more concerned about giving you a job than you obeying his will and finding out what he wants you to do? You think a job is more important to God? No. That's why he says, seek 
first the kingdom of God. You think your master's degree is important to the Lord? No. The Lord is saying, seek first. God, let me tell you, God is the one who qualifies the unqualified. The master's degree helps you on earth. It does not help you in heaven because your destiny was determined. It was predetermined with or without a master's. There is no single baby who is conceived with a master's degree. And yet every child is produced with the purpose of God upon their life. No single person comes onto the universe and God has not purpose for them to be somebody. If you're not somebody, it is because you have not met the person who is supposed to make you somebody. And his name is Jesus. If you're still struggling to know what's good for you, to decide whether you should be in ministry, or you should get married, or you should do business, or you should do, pursue another course, if you're finding yourself at crossroads, listen to the word of the Lord. Drop everything and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is where real direction is. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything I can promise you, I can promise you, you want a private jet? You, you want a private jet? God will give it to you. It's an addition. It is an addition. Because the moment you begin to walk into what God has purposed for you to do, then doors begin to open. Favors begin to pour in. People begin to give you money you didn't ask for. People begin to buy you clothes you don't even want to put on. People begin to bring food to your house you didn't ask for. Because God knows you need them. God knows you need them. And he has committed to himself. that if you will seek the kingdom of God, I will add to you everything else you've been looking for.